What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Growth Never Stops podcast. It's been over two months since I published an episode, and the last episode that I published was the announcement of my 10,000 USDT challenge. So this past weekend, Saturday, September 11th, 2021, was the big day. My first official Ultra Marathon. And so this episode right here is to recap this ultra uh, as well as let you know about the result of my 10,000 USDT challenge. And I wanted to start off by expressing my gratitude to all the people who supported me throughout this journey, throughout this six month preparation. I express my gratitude to the organizers of the race of the ultra, the UTML in uh, Mulatal in Luxembourg, beautiful, beautiful region of Luxembourg. I express my gratitude to all the volunteers, to all the people who competed in the races. It was a lot of fun. And also to, to the random supporters I got to come across. And I don't know, maybe I should go a little bit more into detail of how I approached it. I mean, you got, you already got a lot of details in the past episode, but uh, I'm just gonna add a few more things as well. Talking about the preparation, for example. So to prepare for it, I ran, I usually ran around four times per week for an amount of 45 to 70 kilometers per week. And I also implemented uh, fitness sessions, gym sessions, a few weeks into the preparation. So I also went to the gym two to four times per week to what I just work on my legs, work on my upper body, work on my core. I also do a lot of stretching about, I don't know, five, six times per week. And even at the end of my preparation, I implemented some yoga. So big shout out to the Grace Studio. It really felt good uh, to combine the the yoga part with uh, my preparation. And yeah, I got to lose a lot of weight. Uh, I'm gonna get come back to this when I talk about the challenge. But yeah, I can tell you that uh, right now, even a f- few days after the race, what is it? Uh, three days after the race, I'm in the best cardiac shape of my life. I think that's the right word, right? For the cardio, cardiac. Anyways, you understand me. And I can really say that I'm proud of myself. And it's not something that I get to say often because I'm really super, super hard on myself. And... I often give the feeling to myself that I'm not enough, not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not doing enough. I could be doing better. And I still have these thoughts. I always have them. But it feels good to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and see that, shit, you are a savage. You put in the work. And uh, you got some great results out of it. <laughs> so let's get to the race. I really prepared well, in my opinion, as far as not just the physical aspect, but also 
shifting mentally. So just one or two days before the race, I really put myself in that state of, okay, this is going to be an extended, an extended period of physical exhaustion and pain and suffering. And I just prepared myself for it mentally even one to two days prior to the race. And also, as far as the logistics, it is really more complicated than you can imagine. Because uh, for a race of 73 kilometers, so it is about 45 miles, you got to make sure that your hydration is on point, your nutrition is on point, and... Uh, just just the way you approach a race that your pace is on point so there's just so many factors that contribute to the outcome to the end result and i was way better prepared for this than when i started racing two years ago two years ago i did a 33 kilometer trail race as well um also in in this region a little bit in, in, in the same region, and my body was wrecked. It, it, was, it was not a pleasant experience at all. I was not prepared at all. I didn't even have a running bag with me. I didn't have, even have a phone on me because you, you need a phone just in case something happens, in case you get injured, and I don't know, <laughs> you get lost, whatever it is, and I wasn't prepared at all, and I learned the hard way. That, that was a big time punishment. So experience is the greatest experience. Experience is the greatest experience. experience is the greatest teacher or learning from experience for your experiences is your greatest teacher. And uh, I really treated this seriously. And I learned from a lot of guys, such as some of our biggest inspirations right now are, as some of you know, David Goggins, Nick Bear or even uh, Cam Haynes. And uh, not just from, from, from a physical standpoint and performing well on such challenges, but also the, the mental aspect and, and the discipline and just embracing this suck, going one more, like Nick Bell likes to say. Being in that pain cave and just pushing through, you get to learn so much. I mean, in these six months, I got to learn so fucking much about myself and even though i faced a multitude of challenges in my personal life i still was able to stick to the program and push through like no excuses as far as the execution i'm gonna get back to this when i talk about the challenge but it could have been way 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 better but yeah uh, let's get to the race itself though. So it was on a Saturday. The start was 5 a.m., 5 in the morning. I got up at 2.30 in the morning and got some little breakfast. I ate some oatmeal, which I think ended up being a mistake. So I learned from this as well. I drank some water with electrolytes. And yeah, just uh, the day prior, just making sure that I got my legs ready. So I didn't do any physical activity. I mean, nothing crazy, nothing, no run. I just went to the gym once, did some core work, uh, put on a lot of ice and, and cream and stuff like that. Just getting ready. 
And yeah, shout out to my dear friends, Angelo and Joe, who picked me up at three in the morning to make sure that I'm at the race. And they always support me in whatever I do. So much love to both of them. And yeah, so how the race started. So I got all my gear on. I'm, I'm ready. I'm pumped. Um, I'm hyped. The adrenaline is rushing. It's dark outside. There are all of these runners ready to get it going for the race. Uh, I think it, there were over 100 participants, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, so here we go. Ultra Trail Marathon UTML, 73 kilometers, about 2,000 meters of elevation gain. Completely crazy. Yeah, so when we got started, <clears throat> Great start. Uh, first of all, there was a lot of elevation gain. So whew, it's right from the get go, uh, the race started to uh, fuck with your, uh, you know, with your breath and with your effort. So you had to put in a lot of effort to start with. And I was a bit constipated. So I had to take a shit right from the get go. And <laughs> I held it in for about... I don't know, maybe one and a half hours, something like that. Yeah, something like 12 kilometers, I don't know. But I really, <laughs> I really kept it in and then I took a huge dump in nature uh, where nobody could see me and it felt so much better after that. But yeah, we had to start off with uh, the headlamp because it was totally dark, 5 a.m. in the middle of the forest. That was my first time doing that as well. It was kind of exciting to be honest and especially in the beginning you you are in packs you're in groups so it, it wasn't like you were totally alone but yeah i mean throughout the race <laughs> you know especially for a long race like that there are unexpected things that happen such as for me for example my headlamp stopped working just uh, on the two hours into the race as the sunlight was just starting to come uh, into the forest but I was really super lucky because uh, I would have I don't know had to, to use my phone or run with other runners who had headlamps because there were some places like when you're going to cave-like places or uh, where there are huge rocks and they're, they're just like there's not a lot of space for, for light and there were some instances where I could not even see one meter in front of me like barely even my steps so that was a fun part of the race as well uh that is something i need to figure out the next time on longer races that i have two headlamps i have a, a battery reserve and yeah i played myself on this but everything went fine and then i cannot tell you how often how often i tripped i stumbled and I even fell once. <laughs> it wasn't bad. I, I got up right away. But it's part of the race. Uh, it was a super, super tricky race. Uh, very, very technical. You had to be so focused. And the same with other people. I saw other people stumble their trip as well. And everybody's just going after it. Super focused. And just a level of focus you got to have for all of these hours. It is also mentally exhausting. So it's not just physically exhausting, 
But mentally, it's you got to be shot all, all the time. If you're not sharp for an instant, you can, you can twist an ankle, you can fall, you can really hurt yourself like bad. You can really get injured badly. That's why we also, uh, everybody had to um, note down and put uh, a, an SOS number in their phone. Because a lot of things can happen, especially if you're not, uh, if if your intention is lacking in an instant, uh, everything can change. So I was lucky with that. I mean, there were so many instances where I could have twisted my ankle, and yeah, my my shoes kept it up. So the 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 focus, the concentration level that was required, unbelievable, unbelievable race. There were uh, five refueling stations. Uh, in total, and uh, I always made sure that I refueled, that I drank enough water, I had electrolytes on me, I had so many vegan bars on me, uh, I ate a lot of fruits during the refueling, making sure that my legs were all right. So I really approached this in um, a, in a in a good way, in a professional way, not pushing myself too hard but also make sure that I uh, max it out and finish as fast as possible without burning uh, out and without my body just completely shutting down. And yeah, the first 20 kilometers were, oh my goodness, they were tough as fuck. The, it, it was just so, so technical. It was, first of all, it was in darkness for the most part the 21st uh, kilometers but also all, all the the stones and and just the these pathways is and the elevation gain which really fucked with my hamstrings it was quite challenging but then we also had some uh flat um we, we also had some like for a few kilometers where we had some flat routes as well but uh yeah even even when um, running, like the opposite of the elevation gain, when uh, running down in, in the down um, trend, then it, it didn't go into your hamstrings, but everything went into your quadriceps. So, especially at the end of the race, uh, when I had instances where I was running downwards, it, my quadriceps were so hard. I was like, I don't know how long I can keep this up, but I got to make sure that I'm really taking care of my legs and yeah so uh, what I changed during the race was around half time you know I have these uh, I don't know how you call them the, the walking sticks uh, that you can that you see people use on on, on walks uh, or some ultra races and I had a pair of these with me in my back they fit into my back I started using them only around halftime. So around, what was it, 37 kilometers, something like that. And it was a game changer. It, it really saved me because my, my hamstring started messing with me around kilometer 30 already. And I was like, okay, if I do not make some adjustments, I'm either going to start cramping up or I'm going to literally pull my hamstring. So uh, the walking sticks, they really help big time. What it was for the elevation gain. What it was even, I, I even ran with them. And I, I, f I just figured out how to find a groove with them. 
So that was a huge thing that really uh, helped me to uh, push through and, and finish hard. And around kilometer 58, just before uh, the, I think it was the second last refueling station, uh, I started feeling dizzy. That was not a good sign at all. Um, so I slowed down a bit. And I just, I think it was just, I just needed to refuel a bit, even though I had enough of me, but the elevation was just, it was just messing with me. It was really hard. I, I should have uh, prepared way better for this. Just talking from, from an elevation gain standpoint. And uh, I still managed to push through to finish before the cutoff time what it was the cutoff time was i think 14 hours in 30 minutes so yeah i got to finish the race in 11 hours and 39 minutes so that's about uh, 9 minutes and 35 uh seconds per kilometer so 15 minutes and 32 seconds per mile i know it may sound super slow to you but i'm telling you over 73 kilometers trail, super tricky route, 2,000 meters elevation gain, man, you're not going to run the entire thing. There's going to be a lot of hike and a lot of walk depending on how your body feels. And I just tried to run every time I could. I I uh, tried to, to run when the course was flatter, when there was a, a downwards trend. Uh, I I try, I really tried to finish as fast as possible and I probably was a bit too optimistic. I thought that I could finish the race around 10 hours. Then uh, halfway into the race, I realized that it's probably going to be more uh, 11 hours and I just slowed down more and more at the end. So yeah, I finished on the 12 hours and... And by the way, around kilometer 60, my Garmin stopped working, battery was dead. And I think I saw a crazy number of calories I burned. I think I burned, that was a kilometer 60, I burned over 6,000 calories, com something completely crazy. Anyways, uh, yeah, I slowed down at the end. I still managed to push through uh to run a little bit more towards the end and the last 500 meters to 1000 meters when you are back in in town and you see all of these people they are all cheering they're all supporting i got so hyped that i started to run again like really really run not jog but run and it was such a priceless feeling to uh, run to this finish line and just reflecting on all the preparation. <laughs> it's just for this one moment, for this one second to go through the line. That, that is what you worked for. That is the work that you put in for. It's just a priceless feeling. It's hard to describe. And throughout this entire race, you get to experience so many emotions. That's what I hear a lot from people who do these ultra distances and 
endurance uh, events. It's just you get to experience the whole range of human emotions in all of these hours. Uh, that is something I can definitely confirm. Even though I, I did a great job of staying uh, mentally, mentally sharp. So I wasn't too high. I wasn't too low. And even when I was in the pain cave, I still was in great control. Even when the demons came in, they were my friends. So I didn't break down mentally. It was just my, it was just my legs, man. I mean, when they start shutting down, there's not a lot you can do. I maxed it out. And as soon as I crossed the finish line, poof, wrecked. I was wrecked. I could barely walk uh, until two days after I was still struggling to like yesterday. So two days after the race yesterday, still struggling to use the stairs. Uh, just my, especially my quadriceps were still so <laughs> sore. My hamstrings just recovering. Even my upper body, everything hurts. Everything hurts. Right now, day three, I feel way better. I don't know how, but I'm recovering super fast. And uh, I feel so good if I may say that I actually want to hit the gym today and yeah I mean it was such a humbling experience it's hard to put into words I've been talking for 20 minutes already but let me tell you something these athletes these people are incredible and they deserve way more respect and way more credit I'm talking about ultra endurance uh athletes and and just regular people i mean we are talking about regular people in these races it's not like it's uh full of professionals such as in half marathons or uh in in big marathons and i got so much respect for these people by the way it doesn't even matter the distance because there were different distances there were 15k 39k 75k i mean mine was 73k and then it was one uh, over 110k and man my admiration and my respect for these people pfft, after running this race is just on a whole nother level sometimes I, I look at some people and i'm like you would never think never think that there are like big time athletes and uh just just looking at their body at their shape and they are just savages it's 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 crazy they gotta be like mentally they're on, they're on a whole nother level man i mean i know a lot of athletes i know professional athletes and I, i'm looking at some of these people like there was someone who finished right behind me she could have been my mother and she was crushing it she was fantastic i mean wow I, it's again it's tough to put some words on it but my respect goes to all these people who <laughs> who uh were just willing to put themselves through all of this hardship and uh who just get shit done so shout out to this entire community of the ultra distances you guys are savages and you deserve more, way more respect and way more credit than uh, athletes in, in other sports. And yeah, I mean, as far as finishing, it wasn't really a goal. Uh, 
as far as the place, but yeah, there were, I think, 109 participants and 95 people finished and I placed uh, 60 second. That's approximately what I was expecting. I mean, my very first official ultra marathon and it's actually my second ultra because in preparation, three weeks prior to the race, I ran my first ultra uh, self-supported by myself of uh, 52 kilometers, which was way more faster. It was way faster. It was, uh, I ran at six minutes and 31 seconds <laughs> per kilometer, but with way less elevation gain. So that was uh, a big difference. But yeah, humbling experience. Uh, I'm so grateful for my health. I'm so grateful for my legs. Just, ha man, let, let me not even get into this, but I think that most people take their legs for granted. And that is coming from someone who had a lot of issues, who's had a surgery before. I had to learn how to walk again, how to run again, how to jump again at the age of 20, <laughs> about six years ago. And you just appreciate your legs more than ever. So running these distances is also for, it's like a tribute to people who do not have the opportunity to do these kind of things. So it's really a blessing and <laughs> a, a, a luxury, if I may say, to, to be in such good health and, uh, you know, have uh, good uh, functioning legs. And yeah, I mean, mentally, um, just getting mentally stronger, emotionally stronger. This whole thing, you know, it's, it's not about, it's not just about the physical experience. It's not just about boosting your ego and saying that, oh yeah, look, uh, I got to finish an author marathon. Uh, I don't know many people who got to do this. Uh, I'm uncommon amongst the common. Nah, it's, it's way bigger than this. And yeah, of course. Come on, let's keep it real. Let's be honest. It's a huge self-esteem, self-confidence boost when you get to accomplish these kind of things that you don't know many people in your personal life that have done it. But it goes way bigger than that. It goes way deep into that. It's, it's about confronting yourself with your, with your limitations, with your demons, with your doubts, with your insecurities, and just proving yourself that whatever you put into your mind, you can you can be, do, or have anything and everything you want in your life. And six months of focus and dedication can put you so far ahead. And that's why, that's why I'm proud of myself. And that's why I think races like these are such a great metaphor for life. And I can definitely say that I'm coming, I'm coming out of this stronger than ever and I'm just getting started. I'm not just talking about like events like this, but life in general. <laughs>
wow, what an experience. And I also know what I can work on, such as my leg strength, elevation gain, and especially the weight cut. So let's get into this finally, uh, 30 minutes into this. Let's talk about the challenge, the 10K USDT challenge. So July 4th, I posted, I published an episode announcing this challenge that I'm going to run this ultra marathon trade race and that I plan on cutting additional weight, get on a uh, sub 85 kilograms. And when I made that announcement, I was at about 95, 96 kilograms. So I had to lose about 11, just about 11 kilograms in just over two months. Uh, I was talking a lot of shit in that previous episode. I was feeling myself. I was grooving. I was in a shark-like state. Really, really, really super self-confident. Because I was making a lot of progress. Uh, I worked a lot on um, myself mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So I was in a fantastic state. And yeah, uh, you know, I got to own up to this now. Uh, just one or two weeks before the race, I wanted to publish an episode to talk about something, but, uh, yeah, I gotta own, I gotta own it up now. So I failed, uh, I failed big time. Just talking about the challenge itself. I was, it was a mixture of being too optimistic and also, not uh, take into account uh, how the the weight cut would affect my preparation, as well as not being as disciplined as many of you may think. So when I talk about discipline, my standards are completely different. That's not to sound arrogant, but that's why um, I, I like to... Uh, look at military personalities such as uh, Jocko Willink or yeah again David Goggins and Nick Bear these type of guys their their discipline is just it's fucking god level like it that is something I aspire to uh, to get to at some point in my life but I see how far away I'm still from that yeah maybe compared to the average person I'm super disciplined and ambitious and and driven. People get to tell me this all the time, but compared to my standards, I'm still so fucking far away. And I noticed that in my two last months of preparation, I could have been way better nutritional wise, way, way, way better for sure. Uh, I still, I still lost weight. Let's not get it twisted. I still lost weight. Uh, I put in the necessary work for damn sure, I'm I'm satisfied with my performance. I'm satisfied with my preparation, but compared to my standards, compared to the challenge that uh, I put myself into, pff, trash. I failed straight up. I was talking about the 69 uh, hard you know uh, day challenge that comes from Andy Frisella, who uh, I think it was him who invented this concept of. Uh, 75 uh, heart uh, challenge 
And I failed miserably. I really didn't apply it the proper way. I wasn't organized the way I should have uh, been. And I, I'm taking, I'm holding myself accountable like a grown ass man should do. I, I own it. I could have been way better, could have done way better. So uh, instead of uh, reaching my desired goal, uh, weight goal of sub 85, I uh, ran my race. So at the end of my preparation, I was between 88.5 in 91.5 which is great fantastic i feel i feel great i feel really good at this weight um again i'm at the best cardiac shape of my life but if you want to run these kind of distances and these events all the pounding that you take i got i gotta lose 10 extra kilos for sure and yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. It's still good. Uh, I mean, I lost like 15 kilos in six months, something like that. It's fantastic. But, you know, uh, losing weight while still running a lot, while still trying to build muscle in your legs or upper body. I mean, just combining all of these things in a short amount of time, I realized that it was not the greatest idea. And I pushed myself so hard that... I even put myself at risk from a health standpoint. So I said that barring injury, uh, I will uh, own it up, know the challenge. And I wanted to talk about it just a couple of weeks ago. So I'm going to share with you guys. Uh, not many people know about this. I mean, just a few family members. But a few weeks ago after a run, you know, pushing myself uh, on a fasted state, fasted cardio, didn't eat anything, just drank a glass of water, went on a 16-kilometer trail race with good elevation gains, came back home to my father's place, went straight into, like he has a small infrared sauna that you can uh, install real quick. Uh, and right after it, I didn't drink anything. I went into the sauna for 52 minutes at 75 degrees Celsius. And that was a very bad idea. I got up. Started to feel dizzy. Wanted to drink. I just got to drink a, a glass of water. I wanted to um, head to, to, to bed and just, just to, you know, just to rest. I just wanted to get rest. I wanted to nap. I wanted to see. I was so exhausted. Next thing you know, uh, I'm lying on the floor. Uh, I fell straight on my face with no support on the hard floor. Busted my face. Um, busted my lip, deep cut in my lip. Uh, I, I, I bruised like my, my jaw or how you call it, uh, the cheek. Uh, I also had like a, a little spot on, on my head. I straight up fell on my face. I was completely dehydrated. I, I don't think I had ever been this exhausted in my entire life. I straight up passed out probably for, I don't know, 30 seconds or something like that. And I was lucky that my dad was there. <laughs> of course, he panicked. Uh, he didn't know what to do. And he helped me to like to refuel me. He, he put some uh, cold water on my head and... Uh, I was so, I told him, 
I cannot stay awake. I told him, I, I gotta lay down. I can't, I just can't stay awake. I was so exhausted. I, I was basically giving up. And I don't know how bad it was. I had no idea what was going on. Everything went by so fast, but it was a pretty dramatic scene. And I really pushed my body to the limit. And you never know with these kind of things. Uh, maybe, you know, if I had fallen asleep, uh, you just never know. Like, you can get into a coma, whatever it is. And I know that was pretty serious. So I still managed to stay awake. I don't know how, but just gathering my strength. I tried to eat. That was, It was so hard to just move. Just move my arms, move my le- whatever it is and whatever it was, and that was that was pretty scary. And at this moment, I realized that uh, I I pushed it a bit too far, and that I should just put the challenge aside and <laughs> prioritize my health. Because yeah, it's great to push yourself. It's great to to uh, push your boundaries and limitations but putting yourself at risk like that it's it's a big red flag and uh it's um it just it just shows you that at the end of the day you're still human right and uh that's yeah you can face the consequences of your decisions real quick so to get to the point yeah I was talking about barring injury, barring if something happens, uh, that the the challenge, I would just put it aside. So I'm I'm still owning it up. I don't want to use it as an excuse. And right around this time uh, when this happened, I was at about 88.5 kilograms. So I was just a few kilos away of making it. I if. If I had kept on track and 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 did some some additional cutting, I, I would have made it. But I would, first of all, I had have put my health at risk, and secondly, my performance I think would have been worse because I just needed that extra energy, these extra calories, uh, for for the last few weeks. And uh, yeah, that's what uh, helped me to have this performance for this uh, ultra. So I wanted to share this with you guys. Big lesson, big life lesson, big, big time experience. And yeah, so here's the thing. As far as the challenge, I still want to own it up. So there are three people I would like to send the USDT to. So I was talking about 5,000 for um, some support of the, of the podcast and 5,000 for uh, charities, trusted organizations. I will do that at some point, not right away. I really want to do it. It's, I'm not even just talking about challenge, but it's something I want to do myself. And so, uh, yeah, I'm going to split the 5,000 to the supporters to three people. So it's, what is it? $1,666 uh, for three people. And then uh, I will see uh, how I will organize myself with the trusted organi- organizations. Maybe you can also pick them up for me. Uh, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it. That was a long one. I don't even know if anyone is going to listen to this whole thing through and through. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it, right? I'll see what's next.
just saw taking some more days to recover, I mean, for my legs. But today, I really want to hit the gym and, and do some upper body. I'm really feeling it. See what's next. And uh, also, uh, finally get some new guests on the podcast. And yeah, also got to make sure that I'm more consistent with the podcast. Got to be more consistent with it. No doubt about it. With that being said, hope all you guys do well. That's it for today. Peace out. Growth never stops.